our lesson this morning, preparing yourself for departure. Preparing yourself for departure. Now you notice that the lesson said, repair yourself. You can't prepare nobody else, but you got to look for number one uno, and that's you. Amen. When we make plans and set a schedule to travel to a place of our destination, we spend a certain amount of time making preparation for the journey. Nobody just jump up and just run out the door and say, well, I'm going cross country today without making preparation. One thing you hate is reaching your destination just to find out that you forgot to pack certain things for the trip. Amen. Then you have to uh, 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 either learn how to do without or you got to go to the store to make another purchase. Now, don't be like the five foolish brides that went back to the store to get them some oil and the store was closed. Lord, have mercy. And the other five just had enough for themselves. Now, if you notice, the five wise ones had enough for themselves and they did not allow their feelings of their heart to get in the way of them making it in to the bridegroom. To the point that they said, you, I got mine, you get yours. Come on, somebody. It wasn't a selfish thing, but it was a self-preservation. You got to make sure that you take care of number one. Amen. So, you pack the right garments for the climate of your destination. Am I right? It'd be a sad thing that you go to Chicago in the winter and take some shorts, eh? <laughs> it's going to be a sad case <laughs> that you don't take the right undergarments when you go to Chicago in the middle of the winter. Amen. Amen. So, you got to pack the right garments for the right climate. And you need to know that your change of garments is very vital and essential to your travel to be able to stay in glory. So guess what? We got to make sure that we are packed to stay in glory just as well as we are packed to stay anywhere else. Now the fact your stay in glory is more important than your stay here on earth. Your stay here on earth is temporary, but your stay in glory got to be eternal. So why don't we learn how to put more emphasis on our eternal stay than we do on our natural state? Amen. Well, if you are just planning on a short visit and like how you're presently appearance before God is, then don't change. Keep on your dirty flesh clothes. 
Come on, somebody. Just stay like you are. You know how it is sometimes. You can run up on folks that just don't want to change clothes. I don't care what. They'll wear the same old thing five, six days. As though, well, they ain't going nowhere. Well, at some point in time, it gets sore. Some point in time, it gets dirty and pick up body odors. Come on, somebody. And if you don't change it, then guess what? Then you put, you can go and wash and put on the same old dirty five-day-old clothes and you still going to smell. Am I right about that? So guess what? That means that you got to make sure you got the right garments for the climate that you're going in and you got to make sure that you got on the right garment for you to stay in glory and your garments must be clean. Amen. So, if you don't like what God got going on, stay like you are. There's a place for you to stay on your trip. And it's called Motel Hell. <laughs> if you plan, your, your plans are to make heaven your home when you get there, you must pack the essential things that takes to stay and leave the junk behind. When people travel from one place to another, the first thing they make sure is, is having some junk food and some snacks. Come on now. Especially if you're going on a long trip. And you don't want to stop at every McDonald's and every, uh, and, 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 and one of them, them service stations, they call what they call them, uh, stop and go or whatever they call. You don't want to stop at every one. You get called the children and say, I, I, I'm hungry. No, you reach back there and get them a snack. And, and a lot of times you carry a lot of junk food because guess what? That's going to kill their appetite and make them to be able to ride a little bit longer. Come on now. But when you go into glory, guess what? You have to leave all the junk food behind. You got to eat the word of God. You got to leave all your snacks behind. Your snacks and your junk food come from your flesh. The hunger of your flesh will cause you to eat a whole lot of junk. Amen. So let's get down to the non-essential things. Non-essential. Those things that are not absolutely necessary. They are dispensable, needless, and uncalled for. We, as a people of God, must be taught and learn what are non-essential to make it into glory. But we must learn how to eat right on this trip to leave the junk behind. And a lot of times, you know, when we look at the word uh, leaving the junk behind, a lot of times we think of something that's real big and out of order, but you know, there's some little foxes in you that's out of order. There's some little foxes in you that's spoiling your vine. Come on, somebody. Now, you got to understand that when it says little foxes that spoils the vine, you got to make sure that your character is right. Your spirit is right. 
Come on, somebody. You got to know how to, you, you know, when you're on the fast, you have to curb your appetite. Am I right? You have to learn how to curb some things in you. Like you curb your appetite when you're on a fast. You have to learn how to curb meanness. You have to learn how to curb backbiting. You have to learn how to curb uh, 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 all of this other little bit of stuff that we allow to stay in our life when God is trying to get it out of us. Because, see, all of this unessential stuff has got to get out of us before we can go to glory. Don't make no difference how you feel about it or how you think about it. But if you don't allow God to clean you up all the way, guess what? We're going to miss the trip. Come on, somebody. We must learn how to eat right on this trip. Things such as uh, a lead junk behind things such as sin. Bad habits, and bad habits can go a long way. Amen. You know, the Bible tells us uh, to be angry but sin not. But we have a problem with that because if we get angry, we're going to sin. Huh? Because guess what? We get angry, I'm going to bless Lamont out. Come on, somebody. And blessing the mud out is not all entailed on cursing either. It can be the language that you use. Come on, somebody. We have to get rid of rebellious, slothfulness. Oh, but we don't think slothfulness plays a part in making it the glory. What do God need with anything that's slow? Huh? What do God need with anybody that want to do it when they feel like doing it and then when they don't feel like doing it, they don't do it? Come on, somebody. Amen. So we have to get rid of uh, not studying to show ourselves approved of God. We don't care nothing about taking study time on our own. We only do study time when it's time to come to church. We only do study time when the actual teaching or the preaching is being done at that particular time. And you know what the sad part about it? And then you want to act like you know more than the preacher. And you didn't open your book till you got here. Come on, somebody. There's an old saying that they used to have on a citizen band radio that they picked up that was more, more uh, 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 conducive to church and they used to have old saying that when the preacher stand up the choir need to sit down you know and that saying is when the preacher is talking you need to shut up because you can't hear as long as you talking too is that right I told y'all they messed up when they told me to take this <laughs> amen so the teaching of the apostles was to teach us how to give the devil back his goods that deprive us of salvation. We cannot hold on to the devil's goods and still think that we're going to glory. God came and gave us power to strip that, lay aside every weight, and sin that so easily beset you. Now the problem 
Bethania that we think and look at the fact that it just says sin. But it said every weight, everything that causes you not to please God, you need to drop it. And most of the time, it's all in us, but guess what? We want to look at somebody else. It ain't uh, what Lamont calls me to do. It's what I allow to come out of me. Come on, y'all. Well, there are so many weights which we carry every day that keeps us from pleasing God. Your main objective, far above everything, is to please God. Not yourself. Come on, somebody. Go, guess what? Salvation is not about you. Amen. Salvation is about you getting the gospel out of Jesus Christ to the whole world. And then your reward is eternal life. Now, the thing about it is, we don't bother by working on eternal life because we got it so suited in our mind that we already got it. Trick of the enemy. We don't know what is damaging to our soul salvation unless we are taught. You don't know. It. That's just like going to the doctor. All you know is you got a pain. You describe to the doctor where the pain is. And then the doctor go on a research to find out what's the problem so that he can cure it. Am I right? You don't go to the doctor and say, I got a pain, but I know what it is. I know what it's going to take me. Well, why did you go if you know what it is? Come on now. But because of your speculations about what's ailing you and you think that you can self-cure yourself, you can wind up sicker than what you really were. Come on, somebody. A pain might be here, but the root of the pain might be here. Amen. So you have to go to the doctor so that they can try to find what's the root of it. You need teaching so that you can find out what is the root of your non-essential things that you need to get rid of. And the only way that you're going to find out is somebody got to teach you. Come on, somebody. If you keep rejecting the correction of God's word and continue to walk by your fleshly desires, you would never be prepared for the departure of the church. Thanks to God, it is time that we work on getting up out of here. Huh? You got to shake everything loose and hang free if you plan on getting up out of here. Because if you still weighted down, if you still weighted down with you, you ain't going to rise. Because very, because the very fact of the matter is, you, and I mean when I say you, I mean everybody 
in themselves. You are the biggest problem you got. Come on now. The devil ain't your biggest problem because God said when he gave you the Holy Ghost, he gave you power. Huh? He gave you power to stress over serpents. Amen. So now that tells me it ain't that the power is not there. It's just you in the way of the power. Oh, y'all didn't hear that one. Saints of God. Supposed to be working in the power of God to the point to where the enemy avoids you because they know the power that is in you. Come on now. But if he's not avoiding you, if he's still having confrontation with you, he knows that there's a weak spot in you. And he's working on that weak spot in you. Well, Anything that is a work of darkness, you must get it out of your life before it's too late. And can't nobody work on that dark spot that is in you but you. Huh? You got to go if it's taking you the extra mile of the way to get rid of whatever it is in you that don't please God, it's still left up to you to get rid of it. God gave you the tools. Come on, somebody. He gave you the tools because he gave you his word. And after he gave you his word, he gave you power through the Holy Ghost. Now, guess what? And now it comes down to choice making. And here we are, we got to make a choice or whether we want to do what God said do, or we want to continue to do what we said do. We got a choice to make, is whether we're going to go by what God said, or how we feel. Your feelings is going to kill you. Come on, somebody. Keep on riding on your feelings. Keep on riding on, on what Lamont said to me. Man. That's in my crop. Come on now. It's time for you to get rid of stuff that keep hanging on you or you're going to wind up losing your place with God. You know, because guess what? This, this is what it typifies. It typifies that God has got to move stuff out the way a young mess to get to you and he ain't going to do it. Come on now. That's typical like somebody that don't never wash up their clothes and put them up and then they got to filter through them to try to find something clean. More frustrating than anything. And God ain't going to deal with that. Some stuff you're going to have to filter through and get rid of. Come on now. God gave you the essential tools that you needed to get rid of the stuff, and now you want God to do it for you. The prophet Isaiah said, shake off your dust. Huh? Rise up, sit in throne, free yourself from the change on your neck. 
a captivity of Zion. Now guess what? He said for you to do that. He said for you to shake the dust off of you. Come on now. He said for you to rise up and be free. Some of us still is captured in ourself and in our will and what we want to do instead of sorting God for what God wants us to do. Amen. Let us go to Isaiah 35, if you would, please. Isaiah 35, verses 8 and 9. Are we there? Are we there? Let's read verses 8 and 9. And a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any raven beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. This place is for a certain person, or a certain people, or a certain nation. Come on, somebody. This place here is called the highway of holiness. Now, how we figure that we're going to travel this highway in any other kind of way? It don't add up that you're going to be on God's highway, but you're going to travel it the way you want to travel it. Come on, somebody. Let me show you something. Have you ever seen anybody that run track, go out there on the track field in a, in a suit? Huh? A suit and some cowboy boots to run track. <laughs> Don't you look like a fool? Everybody out there in short pants and tennis and t-shirt, you're going to come out there in the full suit. Lord have mercy. And if you're running anywhere past two miles, two, two, two meters, if, you ain't, if you're running anything less than two meters, you're going to look like a dummy. Come on now. You out there trying to run a race and it's not even equipped to run the race. Come on now. You got disqualified when you came out. They didn't even let you get in the starting block. Amen. But yet still, you think that you can come on God's highway, you think that you can run God's race, and you can dress any kind of way, and I'm not talking about your clothes dress, I'm talking about your spiritual dress. You think that you can allow your attitude to get on God's highway and still run the race to glory, and I got to tell you now, you're disqualified. You got to put your own self in check. Come on now. 
Don't get this far up the highway and have to have God to pull you out of the race. Ain't nothing like being in a race and getting almost to the finish line and catch a cramp. You catch a cramp and you can't cross the finish line and you was ahead. Oh, you had gold in your eyes. Hmm? You had victory in your sight. And then all of a sudden a Charlie horse comes. You want to know where that Charlie horse came from. Now there you is trying to hop across the finish line and even the slowest one passed you up. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. So guess what? You got to be careful how you run this race because you can wind up with a spiritual Charlie Horse and cause you to fall out of the race. Come on, somebody. And they last I heard they didn't get no medals for falling out of the race. Last I heard they didn't get no medals because you caught a Charlie Horse. Come on, somebody. They gave a medal if you finished. Come on, somebody. So you gotta be careful how you travel. This highway. Because he said, no unclean shall pass over it. No unclean shall pass over it. Now guess what? Everyone has to open up their resume <laughs> and see what's in there that's going to keep you from qualifying from heaven. There is some stuff that'll keep us from qualifying. Amen. And guess what? You don't want to get there and allow God to read your resume before you go over it to find out what mistakes you got in it. Come on now. You got to get the mistakes corrected. Lord, have mercy. Kind of sends me back <clears throat> to that book. And they still messed up some of it. Me and Ms. Hubbard went over that book 1,000 times. And they still messed it up. You might not have seen the flaws, but we did. And we had went through a correction on that book over and over and over again. And guess what? That brings up this point. You have to go over your life over and over again because it's got some little foxes in there that needs correcting. Stop thinking you all right like you are because you're not. Come on, somebody. And if you don't correct the little foxes that's spoiling your vine, guess what? Now you leaving it up to God to make a decision as to where you're going to have your eternal state. 
Left up to you. Amen. God gave you the tools. He ain't going to make nothing get out of you. You got to. When he gave you the Holy Ghost, that's all he needs to do, give you to make a corrective life. He gave you power to correct anything that is in you. Man, you still hollering to God. God, take it out of it. No, no. God's saying, drop it. Get rid of it. Come on, somebody. Drop the stuff that so, the weights that so easily beset you. Come on now. Drop stubbornness. Oh, Lord, have mercy. That's a tough one now, ain't it? Drop stubbornness. Drop slowfulness. Come on now. Drop laziness. Always looking for somebody else to do it. Amen. What's your niche in the kingdom? What do you have to bring to the table? Amen. You can simplify the table, the table, the table. Every time you have a family meal, you set the menu. You want to know what the other member of the family is going to bring. Am I right? So guess what? Somebody got to bring something to the table. So guess what? When you in the kingdom, what are you bringing to the table? What are you bringing to God that God can get some glory out of? Hmm. I could say half the time nothing. It's all about self. It's not about the glory of God. Amen. You think all this is about you, but it's about the glory of God. What is it in your life that you can glorify God with? Hmm. One thing, you got to get rid of the non-essentials. Am I right? Well, on this highway is the way righteous pilgrims take from the wilderness all the way to Jerusalem. You got to make your way to New Jerusalem. I guess you know that's where your stopping point is. I guess you know that's where the finish line is. That you got to make it to New Jerusalem. Come on somebody. God is preparing a way for his people to travel to his home and walk with us as we walk with him. If we don't stop walking with God, don't you be looking for God to be still walking with you? He never stops showing us the way. And why giving up when God has gave you traveling grace? The prophet was speaking of future hope that you now wait for. This traveling way is reserved for the ransom and the redeemed. The redeem of the tribulation period 
who will enter in the millennium kingdom. I don't know about you, but that God has given us some, some, some awesome future things to take place that we keep ignoring. Uh, who don't want to live with God for, uh, for a thousand years on earth? The millennium time is a thousand years on earth. On earth. Come on, somebody. Uh, can you imagine the month living to get a thousand years old before you go to eternity? Come on, somebody. Lamont, it's bad enough trying to make 75, bro. But you talking about a thousand? Come on, come on, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Why, why, you, why you keep losing sight on the hope that God has for you? Why you keep losing hope by being the way that you want to be instead of the way God wants you to be? Come on, somebody. We must decide what's more important to you. Your old stinking flesh or your walk with God? What's more important to you? Whether we walk with God or continue to enjoy the lust of our flesh. Every lust of the flesh is just for a moment. Come on, somebody. Everything that you ever went after, how long did it last? Sure didn't last forever. Huh? Everything that you had in your, what, what was in your heart that you wanted to do, it sure didn't last forever. Come on, somebody. Amen. Even when you get upset, it don't last forever. At some point in time, you got to come out of it or you're going to be one miserable soul. But your walk with God leads to eternal life. Wow. But he said that no lion or no raven beast shall come up on it. You know, sometimes people get the spirit of a beast. People get the spirit that in them that 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 tear you apart. Come on, somebody. But God says not on His highway. That should not be found on the highway of God. Well, what you talking about? Them kind of spirit should not be found on the highway of God, and you got to get rid of them before you get on the highway. Amen. Check yourself out and make sure that you are still in the will of God. Hmm. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. Y'all do know that you are in a period of trying time. The world is being tried. Did y'all hear that one? The world is being tried, and it all depicts on where you sit at in the world is whether or not you're being tried too. Amen. If you're going to fall like the world is falling now, guess what? It's because... You done stepped out of the will of God. Amen. Why you say that, preacher? Because church folks dying too. 
So don't you think you're indispensable? Come on, somebody. You better keep the blood on you. You better stay in the will of God. Come on, somebody. You better let the Holy Ghost be alive in you. It's one thing to say, I got it. It's another thing to say, it's living. Come on, somebody. A whole lot of them said they got it, but I need to know, is it living? Because if it ain't living in you, oh, my God, you on your own. You unprotected. Come on, somebody. You free will to the devil. And you become a prey. 2022 is already setting the sign as to what's to come down the line. Folks still dying. Sickness still going up. Come on, somebody. Don't you be like Abner. Don't you die like a fool die. salvation for granted come on somebody don't you be a nut and take God for granted come on now Matthew 7 verses 13 14 says enter ye in at the straight gate for wide is the gate broad is the way that lead to destruction and many there be which go in thereof, thereafter. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which lead unto life, and few there be. Few. Look at the word. He said, few. Jesus said, there going to be a few that last out. There going to be a few that make it. Come on, somebody. Few that's going to make it don't mean that tells me that everything that's saying God ain't going to glory. He said there's going to be a few. What few is that going to be? There's going to be a few that's going to enter into the narrow gate. When you look at narrow, that means that you can't allow a whole lot of stuff to go on. You look at narrow, you can't allow a whole lot of stuff to stay in you. Come on, somebody. Because guess what? Your stuff and God ain't going to be in the same body. Come on now. And God don't have a problem with dropping you. Because guess what? He got somebody else out there he trying to save. And if he got to hang around and fool with you every day out of your foolishness, he ain't going to do it. Come on now. That goes for me and you too. Amen. Enter in the narrow gate. For wide is the gate. Uh, I think Sister T kind of touched on that last week, didn't you? Y'all need me to go back over, do you? Y'all did keep it what she told you last week, didn't you? 
Come on, somebody. Amen. Hey, I'm going to put it in simplicity. Get your flesh out the way because it's killing you. Come on, somebody. Get what you want to do out of the way because it's going to kill you. Amen. You might have big hopes, but you better hope in God. Come on, somebody. You might have big dreams, but you still better hope in God. This is the hour and the time the dreams is falling apart. Come on now. Folks, uh, big dreams is, is being shattered right before your face right now. Come on now. Folks, his own high is falling. Come on now. The rich is falling. Amen. Me and the wife was kind of looking at the news this morning about the Capitol. January the 6th, how they stormed the Capitol. how they degraded the United States of America. But guess what? If it had been you, they'd have shot you on spot. They'd have tear gassed you and killed you graveyard dead. And they'd have been counted. Guess what? They let them degrade the nation by their action behind. Don't 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 say who you won't follow. They were following a devil. Amen. So guess what? You gotta watch over you and what you do and what you follow after. Come on, somebody. Better watch taking advice from all these bathroom lawyers. Ain't serving God, but you're going to take their advice. Come on now. Come on now. So, the scripture said in the 13th verse, Wide is the gate. Broad is the way that lead to destruction. And many there be which go there at. It's going to be a whole lot of folks follow their own way. You know what it is? You are following your own ways. You're not considering what the word of God says about your life. You're just going to do it your way. You're going to have all the fun that you want. And that's fine. That's fine. If you ain't had enough fun by now, and you done got on this side of salvation, you was a fool. I'll be the first to tell you. Come on now. Because guess what? At any given time, we all can do foolish things. So guess what? You got to monitor you. You got to monitor what you allow to stay in your spirit. You got to monitor your appetite. Oh. 
you got you got a sweet tooth. Oh, my Lord. Especially at my house. Don't have no sweet tooth. We're going to tear up some pies and some cakes. Come on now. <laughs> I recall I had some, uh, we had got a gift of caramel popcorn. Well, lady waited too late. By the time she decided down there to come and get some caramel popcorn, I said, baby, it's too late. That's gone. <laughs> she said, well, I've been eating that other big old bag of popcorn we got from the pastor then, but she said, I've been eating out of that, but I remember that we had some caramel popcorn. I said, yeah, we did. We had some. Uh, I, I had to say sorry, baby, but it's left here. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So you got to watch what your appetite leads you into. Come on, somebody. There was some place in here that I wrote. I don't know where it was, but I, I, I was given a description of how you came out of the world. You got saved, but your past always crushed you. It always called you back. So you got to you got to keep in mind that whatever you used to do still have a record on what you did, and it's gonna always. Coco, you remember? Come on back. Uh, your past is always going to call you, but you don't have to answer. The problem comes is when you allow it to call you too long without saying no means no. Come on, somebody. So, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which lead unto life. That means that I can't allow myself to get out of my lane. Uh, come on, somebody. It's bad when you're on a highway, especially a narrow highway, that don't have but two-way two -way highway. And guess what? You got to make sure that you stay in your lane because guess what? If a ditch is on, every, on both sides and you don't stay in your lane, you either going into the ditch or you going head-on with the coming traffic. And some of you are running head-on with yourself. Because you won't stay in your lane. Come on, somebody. You forgetting who you really are and who you really belong to. Wow. On this lane, this narrow way, we cannot belong to God but give service to the devil. You're messing up. You got to give your service to who you belong to. You cannot yield to your flesh. 
Amen. The gateway of eternal life is called narrow. No type of darkness or sin will be allowed to travel on this way. You may be a traveler, but the way you travel must be the way of God. There's a lot of folks traveling. Come on, somebody. There's a lot of folks traveling, and they think that they're traveling in the name of the Lord. But they're traveling in their own name. They're traveling in their own way. Come on, somebody. And God is not hearing them. Don't let it be said about you that you did run well. But who hindered you from obeying the truth? Who are you going to allow to cause you to disobey God's word? Who are you going to allow to let you disobey God's way? Who are you going to let hinder you? Oh, y'all let a lot of folks hinder you. Come on, somebody. You better get rid of your hindrance. Because guess what? Time getting short, people. Amen. Salvation can be right around the corner. Amen. You got too much of get rid of it tomorrow. We got this tomorrow syndrome. But God said the day that you hear my voice harden not your heart. You got to get out of the tomorrow syndrome. Because your tomorrow might not come. Come on somebody. Therefore you must be a truth seeker. You know we seek everything. But are you seeking truth? Are you seeking God's way? Come on now. You got to be a truth seeker. And a child of obedience. Are you going to forfeit your traveling privileges? You got to be a truth seeker. And a child of obedience. Or you going to forfeit your privilege. You know it is a privilege. You know you, you, you probably looking at it as a right. But you better look at it more like it's a privilege. Because God is the only one that's right. And everybody else is wrong. So it must be a privilege for you to travel down this highway. Am I making sense right there? So guess what? Don't uh, forfeit your traveling privilege and with your passport provoke. When your passport is provoked, you can't go nowhere. When your passport is provoked, you just stuck wherever you at. You stuck there. Don't get stuck in yourself and miss out on God's traveling grace. Wow. You may call yourself traveling up the King's Highway. But remember, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof is the way of death. Everybody think that what they doing is right. Everybody think that what they doing don't matter. Everybody think that what they doing is okay. But nobody is consulting with God what's right and what's wrong. Come on, somebody. Amen. What's needed and what's not needed. What I got to get rid of and what I can keep. When the last time you asked God, 
what you need to get rid of. What the last time you asked God, what is it about you that you can keep? He'd probably tell you nothing. Because you know what? Even John the Baptist had a word for that. He said, I must decrease while he increase. Come on, somebody. So God got to increase on you, and you got to get out of you. And the problem comes is you don't want to get out of you. Come on now. Can I typify? You got a little old twin bed, and you want God to be able to sleep in a little twin bed with you. Just buying enough room for you. So God is telling you, get out of the bed and let me get in. And then you talking about, well, I'm going to say, you need to go down low. Get on the floor. Huh? Come on, somebody. Because guess what? That's what we need to be. We need to be bowed down on the floor of him. We're supposed to give him the high seat. Huh? If God ain't got the high seat in your life, you're up too high. Come on now. You want to still live this thing conveniently for you. You want to be the one that's got the bright lights on you. What about Jesus? He the one died on the cross. When you going to lift him up? When are you going to lift him up above you? Uh, so one of the non-essential things that got to get out of the way is you. Yourself. Amen. Well, Jesus is the only one that has the way to heaven. You must follow him. And when you follow him, you got to follow him with a pure heart in order to see God. Amen. Living this way may not be popular. Oh, I know it ain't popular. Come on, somebody. But a lot of times we look for popularity. A lot of times we look for folks that pat us on the back. Amen. If you're going to pat, put something in my pocket. If you ain't putting nothing in my pocket, don't, don't, don't put your dirty hands on my shirt. Come on, somebody. So, it ain't going to be popular tomorrow. Folks going to fall off. When you live this way. Folk going to fall off when you stay on the narrow way. But if you're going to continue to compromise. Oh, you're scared to lose somebody. When you want to continue to compromise. Come on, somebody. You want to keep friends. You want to stay on the good side of them. And then think you're going to stay on the good side of God, too. Come on, now. God didn't compromise with you. Come on, now. He don't compromise with anybody that's going to be on that road. He said, be ye holy for I am. Uh-oh. And you are traveling up the king's highway, am I right? Regardless of what popular opinions may say, there is only one way to live eternally with God. And there will be a few to decide to follow it. Come on now. They were tricky in this world. He got so much stuff for you to enjoy in your flesh. 
and he comes after you. He comes after the saints of God so he can show the non-believers ain't nothing to him. He wants you to, to be seen that there is no difference in you and in them. But the devil is a lie. Huh? God said, be ye separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean things. Oh, come on, somebody. But you mean to tell me you sang to God, but I can see you down in Louisiana <laughs> on Bourbon Street. Come on now. New Year with your toss. Get your attention. Amen. 